Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower you to collaborate while taking big actions. With your co-hosts, wellness team, Chris and Lisa Lupo, recruiting genius, Jennifer Rojas, credit master, Valerie James, the recovery expert, Dave Cook, and lover of all things marketing, Alisa Lane. Hey, hey. How's it going? The Lupos are back. Chris and Lisa Lupo this morning. We have an exciting show for you guys. So I'm going to tell a little story before we get started about how I met this woman. Um, I was on Facebook and came across this woman's page and her bio said, hot mess to hell yes. And I said, hell yeah, I want to know who this is. <laughs> so we connected through Messenger and I just wanted to know more about her. Um, I could tell she was someone that I wanted to connect with. So we ended up getting together for coffee and immediately it was one of those connections where we we literally could have sat for hours and just talked about life and everything. It was an immediate connection. Um, and since we've met several times and have learned so much about each other and um, you know, been able to collaborate a little bit on some things, helping her with her business. And she's here now with us with the podcast. And I'm just super excited to have you, um, Stacy. So Stacy Robertson is has been a therapist for 20 years, and she's now transitioning into this just incredible other business kind of venture, um, transforming your business a little bit to something a little bit more different. So let's mm -hmm. talk about that. So Hot Mess to Hell Yes is the name of your business. And, you know, it's it's a catchy phrase. It sounds really cool. It intrigued me, but there's some grittiness behind that. Can you talk a little bit about that um, as, as we in enter this awesome conversation that we're about to have? Yeah, yeah. So, um, gosh, it's, it's really my personal journey um, and, you know, finding those words, right? They're catchy and they're fun. But what I realized is that my life pretty much had been, was, probably still is a lot of days a hot mess. Um, and so I have been, you know, trying to figure out how do I find meaning and how do I create that? And, and for me, like hot mess was really about, I was working two jobs as a therapist. I'm raising, you know, five jillion children, um, <laughs> as a single parent. And, um, you know, I've been in the therapy industry for 20 years and I had wanted to transition into, um, into coaching, but, you know, hadn't taken that leap of faith and made that leap and also felt like what I think many people feel is that you have to have things all figured out, Yeah. you know, before you really can, you know, help people or, and I knew as a therapist that that wasn't necessarily true. I had lived that, but I think that I was, you know, I'm coming into this new industry and it's, you know, bright and shiny and it's growing and it's, you know, all these people who are doing so they're doing so much and and appear to have all of the success and yeah. so i just thought oh god you know i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna enter the industry and i'm you know i'm just a hot mess i'm tired i'm burned out um and so really for years it had kept me that that sense of feeling like am i in, an imposter am i you know i gotta get things kind of figured out had kept me from doing anything with that um in addition to I, mean, I don't know, is this a good time to like, I'm like, you never know what's going to come out of my Bring mouth, it. right? So, Bring it, girl. <laughs> like, uh, okay, so really what this is about, so like 15 years ago, my family and I went on the Dr. Phil show. And not just one show, it was 11 episodes. So they followed our family for like nine months. 
And, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the camera's in our house, oh, no. mounted in our house 24-7. We had FedEx. We were, you know, sending tapes. And, um, and it was, a, let's just say, my word, it's, it was a really interesting experience. Um, I, I did it because I was driven by really getting some help for one of my children who was struggling, real struggling at the time. Um, and we had done everything we possibly knew. Um, and so I was willing to just, you know, air all of our dirty laundry, basically to get the attention of this, you know, national talk show person to get some help for our family. Um, I was willing, so, you know, willing to be like, okay, here it all is, you know, take it or leave it. But I was driven by that. Well, as a result of kind of everything that happened in all the exposure and, you know, we were told the highest rating show, I mean, 26 million viewers worldwide. um, I left that experience with really feeling a lot of shame. Um, I felt like, you know, everything that was wrong in my life was just amplified yeah. and magnified. And then afterwards, you know, I was I was still busy. I was working. I was, you know, my marriage was falling apart. Um, and really my life just, you know, disintegrated in a lot of ways and just continued to be a hot mess. Mm-hmm. So then it just amplified this sense of, you know, how am I supposed to really... Um, you know, help people or that it kind of made me still feel like I needed to play small. Yeah. You know, like I know that I can help people. I've been, you know, I worked with pretty hardcore families, um, home-based people who are resistant um, in the, you know, probation, parole, court ordered, um, you know, so I knew how to do that, but it was just like kind of keeping me at this like, you know, low level of really what I feel like my vision and, and capacity is. And so, you know, I just lived for all these years with that shame and feeling guilty. And then, and then life continued to happen. I had more kids, you know, I married and divorced my third husband (laughs) a few times. Like it just was a mess. And I finally, so this last year I was just like, I was so miserable working so many hours. And I was like, I, I have to do something different. And I have to face this, like, what is going on in me? Like, what is this shame? What is this burden? What is this thing I'm carrying around that I really, it feels like a shackle. Um, So I hired a personal coach and started, you know, figuring out, like, not a therapist, (laughs) but somebody who really, one, be honest with me, and then also really help me figure out how do I move in the direction that I want to move. And as part of that process, you know, I really it's important to me to reflect and to have inquiry and to figure out, you know, what is this having an internal dialogue really? So I started really taking a deep look at that. And what I came to realize was, you know, I was like, I should have had, you know, my finances in order and, you know, my marriage shouldn't have failed. And, and I was kind of just really dumping on myself about all of these things that I felt like should have been different had I gotten the help or listened to people and and whatever right well what I began to realize is that I was like okay what's my process for handling things and and doing things in this kind of legacy that I have created in my life and one of the things that I do is I turn and I face whatever it is that I'm dealing with the deepest and most difficult emotions and I embrace it and I say okay what if I stopped writing for it what if I stopped saying I should have could have would have and what if I just looked at it and said it is it is what it is 
and it's exactly what it was supposed to be and I wouldn't be who I am today all these kind of cliche things that we know we know in our head but I really just stopped and just took a deep breath with that and just said what if my hot mess is exactly what it's supposed to be and what I realized was that the really big turning point for me was all this all these years with the show I was like oh if I could attract 26 million people with my drama I can attract them with my light and that was kind of my vision of like I have this message that I really want to give to people and one of the awarenesses that just came in and shifted everything for me was that I didn't attract 26 million people with my drama although maybe that's a part of it but what I attracted them with is my willingness to be radically vulnerable yeah and to oh, I have goosebumps um and to stand in my pain yeah and to stand in my hurts the people that were hurting around me the hurts I had caused like all of these things and to say this is me and you know this is who I am and I think that that message wasn't necessarily portrayed in the show but it was my awareness that that's what connected people with me and sometimes they loved me and sometimes they hated me because of that but that changed my awareness about myself and about my capacity to be like you know the hot messes that I have in my life there's something in there and that's where I really began to, to look at and see, I have a power. Like all of a sudden, what happened is I did that in the summer is what really when I felt it in my body, this almost like a generator, like this power of like, hey, wait a second. It, because it all of a sudden freed me. I didn't have to worry about being perfect. I didn't have to worry about, um, you know, what did my hair look like and had I washed it that day and you know how bad were my kids behaving today and <laughs> you know what did the dishes get done and you know anybody who knows me and has been around me though I mean most of the time I'm that pretty straight yeah you know I mean I have it in order pretty well but it's still sometimes this internal thing that I feel and those days when it's not together um and when I realized that really just being open about that created this tremendous powerful sense that I could then do anything because I didn't have to wait for my hot mess to not be a hot mess anymore and so that was like that's when I really felt this like sense of hell yes like okay I finally can just like put all that stuff aside and stand in who I am the mistakes that I've made my willingness to face them and be real with people and that's where my power is and that's where I can, from that place of power, create my vision and my mission. You know, all of the things that we go into as we create a business and the impact that we want to have on the world. And I knew that the impact I wanted to have was bigger than what was happening. Yeah. Um, and that I could do it in a way that that fed me, that I didn't have to feel drained and exhausted and um, depleted and um, hurting and, you know, depressed and yeah. anxious burned and out all the things that I was feeling yeah yeah no so we talked about um just the the transition you made recently about basically saying hell yes I mean you talked touched on it a little bit but saying hell yes to this this weight that you were carrying 
around this Dr. Phil thing and the whole like what it did to your life and what it did to you and your mind and how it inhibited you and choosing to like you said face it and what did you do I mean you did something pretty pretty (laughs) hell yes (laughs) yeah so what's interesting is that I've been you know I've been in involved with various coaching programs and been around a lot of um, events lately and amazing people. And so I've started to kind of like, you know, I'm like, hey, I there's this piece in my life that has been such a I don't even know how to explain it. Like it just was this energy around me because honestly, I had, you know, if I'm being real, I had a lot of resentment. Yeah, I I was angry. Um, I felt like things should have gone differently. I felt like I should have responded differently. I felt like it should have made a bigger difference in my life than what it did. And, you know, just (sighs) grieving, hurting, pissed off, like just everything. And it had taken, I mean, it's been 15 years now. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, that's a long time to, to hold on to this. But it was also like not some little thing. I mean, this was really big. And I felt like, you know, I had been in front of all these people and I really had wanted to be seen as a whole person um, because I've created some amazing things in my life. So which we, you know, we can get into that later. But so I started asking a little bit of advice in terms of people who are in the business world and coaches and some marketing strategy of what do I do with this? Because I feel like, like it's gotten in the way of me, you know, being bigger. And they were, you know, basically... Um, one of the guys said, you know, he's kind of a nerdy, totally nerdy, geeky guy. And he said, activate the platform, activate the platform. <laughs> and I'm like, activate the platform. Like, what What the hell does that mean? Um, and he's like, go back on the show. Talk to them. Like, be like, what is your business about? And I said, well, it's about finding your power and your vulnerability. And he's like, <laughs> um, what would be more vulnerable than to do that and to face it and to talk about it and to reengage and say, you know, hey, Dr. Phil, like, let's talk about this and and all the you know interesting things that have occurred in my life since then and just you know um so when he said that i i you know shared with you the other day i literally had a beam of energy that came from like above my head through my entire body out my feet and i it it completely rocked my internal world i stood there i could hardly breathe i felt my insides like shaking and then kind of pausing and then shaking and then pausing and he was like you know are you okay and I was like no as a matter of fact (laughs) I am not give me a minute um and it was just this awareness that I like practice what you preach and it's like I had done all of this stuff in my life and with my family and created all of these things and here was that final piece to really go, hey, if, you, if you're talking about being vulnerable, then let's be vulnerable. And so I was really like dazed and confused the rest of the day as I processed that because I just, I, I hadn't even gone there. Yeah. I hadn't even gone there. And so. It wasn't even in the realm of possibility no, at all. I just, yeah. yeah, it just hadn't because I just thought, well, this is my burden to carry and my thing that I needed to work through and had been doing that. And I just didn't even think of like, wow, you know, what if I talked about this journey, you know, in a big way, like <laughs> with the person that I had the struggle with, which yeah. is so funny because I do that yes. in all the rest of my life. Yeah. 
Um, and as a therapist, that's probably something that you suggest to your exactly. clients, right? Like face it and <laughs> yeah. talk to the person. <laughs> yeah. But I think that because it had taken me so long, because yeah. there was still this part of me, and maybe it's like some of that dad energy that he represents, or, you know, it's just like, I just want him to be proud of like, oh, I, I took his advice, or I did something with my life, or I, you know, I don't know you know and a lot of people don't even like him and I I don't know where I'm at on that <laughs> radar um but <laughs> you know the fact is is that it's a part of our history and uh, uh, he, my history with him and his history with my family and my yep. family and and I thought and then the other thing I was thinking was oh my god my family's going to disown me like nobody wants to to engage in that again right you know and so after that weekend and I went to my family and I was like, and they sat down and they listened and they were like, hmm, you know, really interesting. Yep, he's probably right, you know? Um, and especially if you want to put your money where your mouth is in terms of if this is what you live and this is what you say, then you do it in everything that you do. So I, so I reached out, <laughs> I did reach out and I sent an email. And, but what I realized was that you know, I, there's a part of me, right? I didn't want to be disappointed. What if he doesn't remember me? What if all of these what ifs that were like running through my head? And you're only given like a certain amount of space on the site to like, you know, put in your email and your content and everything. And so I was really strategic about, you know, I just wanted to include kind of what was what had been going on and, um, and just wanting to reach out and say, hey, you know, I'm willing to do an update. Um, and I didn't want to get into necessarily all the details of that. Hopefully, you know, they'll contact back. But what I realized that was even bigger than any of this is that by going through the motions of reaching out and asking and being willing to have that level of vulnerability or not, it wasn't about whether they respond or whether we go back on the show or any of that. It was hitting that send button did activate the platform because it activated the potential for whether he responds or the entire anything in the universe responds to say i'm saying i'm willing to be vulnerable in a big way for my purpose of saying vulnerability is where your power is it's where your your hell yes is Mm -hmm. it's where you get your life back um all the things that that i stand for and that i think Mm -hmm. that the world is really really aching for right now so i absolutely agree and your website says embrace the suck and reclaim your life i mean that's like that's basically what you just explained is like embrace the suck in in that in facing the resistance facing the stuff that's been holding you back and watch my watch me go now yeah reclaim my life (laughs) well i and i love i love that little phrase that actually came from so brene brown just published a new book um dare to lead or or something like that um and she mentions that in there. And I heard it on, I was actually listening to a, pod, a podcast with um, her and Marie Forleo. And I heard that and I was like, oh my gosh, that it's exactly like we, we think that it needs to be different or that we need to not or. It's uncomfortable and people don't like is. discomfort. Yes, absolutely. And when is. you're saying embrace the suck, I'm <clears throat> actually saying go up to it, like hug it, like immerse <laughs> yourself in it. You know, like be in your discomfort and people aren't wanting to do that because it does feel it feels vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It feels scary. You don't know what's going to come out of it. You don't know how the other person is going to respond. And you're the one who feels like you have everything to lose. 
And so, but yet, right, that's where, that is where the power is. It truly is. And and when I talk about that, because I talk about, you know, and we'll maybe get, get into this later, but part of my, one of my programs, um, Foundational Strategies, I talk about radical. Mm-hmm. I use radical in the front of kind of all of the, the modules that, that I cover, because I'm not talking about some, you know, sissy pussy version yeah. of of doing this like this takes courage it takes you had a great post on facebook the other day to talk i mean it takes going to a whole other level than what you really thought was possible um because we talk about oh being honest with ourselves or people not sugarcoat no 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 i'm talking about relentless ruthless honesty about what's going on in your life how did you get to where you are yep. how, how did you create where you're at you know, where are things? Because people are have their head buried in the sand. You know, they're, I call it drive-through unconsciousness. Yep. You know, yeah. um, in McDonald's. The matrix. They're and, in well, the matrix. Most yeah. of what we do is yeah. subconscious every single day. I mean, mm-hmm. all, most behaviors we, we exhibit are, are subconscious in nature. You know, we, yeah. don't, we don't even think about it. It's just what we do. Yeah, habitual. Right. Know, it's habitual. Yeah. But, yeah, but people are, you know, they're struggling in that. And I feel that. I mean, I'm a I'm a natural empath, and I feel energies of people and kind of the collective. And I think ache, like ache, just came to me today. Like ache is a good word. Like there's some suffering in this aching that is going on, a longing. Like people are feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. They're feeling disconnected. They're overburdened. They're and they're burying themselves in their work. Um, and that, it's not getting them anywhere. Like right. they're losing their marriages. They're losing, you know, their kids. They're losing um, the time that they could have and they're losing themselves. And I think that's the, the thing that really bothers me and that I felt about me. Um, I realized that I had stopped dreaming and not, not my nighttime dreams. I had stopped dreaming, like ha- cr- having a dream for myself and what I wanted. And it's only been in the last maybe three months that I've even been able to begin to visualize anything different because I just was, um, it's like the analogy of being a boat on the water with no rudder, no compass, no engine, no nut, no sails. Yeah, like I'm- You're just stagnant. You're like just- Yeah, well, and it's like- Floating at sea. (laughs) Yeah, well, and then you're not going anywhere, but Mm. it was because life is, it's hectic and it's demanding and it's, you know, I loved therapy um, I love, love, love working with people and really, you know, my talent, I guess you could say, is just really helping people get breakthroughs and very results oriented. And we had talked about this, too. I am passionate about where the rubber meets the road, mm-hmm. like not just about learning, not just about reading the books and understanding the concept. I'm talking about applying it. Putting it in action. Yes. Yeah, it's got to be practical. Because it's, it doesn't matter. It, do, it, it doesn't matter what you, you learn it, unless you put it in exactly. action. Exactly. Right. right. And that's what, that was one. So going back to that piece of when I looked back at the last 15 years of my life, I was like, I mm-hmm. sucked at keeping a marriage together. I sucked <laughs> at, you know, not having five jillion kids. I sucked at... <laughs> you know, keeping my finances in order. Um, I sucked at a lot of things, but I was a badass at relationships. And I was a badass at digging in and being present and being with someone no matter what was going on, what, no matter what else was going on in my life or their life or anywhere, just standing in that place with that person. And that it's been transformative. And, and despite all the stuff that has gone on, I have some really beautiful, amazing relationships. Yeah, 
Yeah, I want to ask you about that. Like, so there's like, there's like the failed marriages, right? And there's like, oh, this marriage didn't work. And then this one didn't work and whatever. But then there's, there's nurturing relationships that's, that's, that's almost separate from what does a marriage look like? What is a, what is a really loving, beautiful relationship look like? And you've created something so incredibly beautiful. Like, I want you to talk about that. Like just this, this last week right this last weekend yeah you had an incredible experience with your extended family that includes ex-husbands and their wives and all this stuff like like that is so cool and so beautiful and such an example of what most people would think of a hot mess right all these kids and and all these ex-husbands and the beauty that that came from that Mm -hmm. for you and your kids right and everybody well and that's what i just feel like you know they're the ones who have benefited the most um, and I think that one of the things is that, you know, we're, we're, relationships are struggling, right, for a lot of different reasons. And so for me, you know, I don't know where I'm at on the am I ever going to get married again? Am, you know, what do I believe about all of that? Right. And which is funny because I'm a, I'm a marriage and family therapist. Yeah. Um, and so it's like you would think I'm like pro whatever. Well, life happens and things happen and things are real and people are real. And 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 we also are living this kind of like, you know, we have a lot of fairy tale programming and things like that going on about how marriages and relationships should be and i honestly think that that's undergoing a revolution as well and really defining that um and that's you know for me it was one of the things that a few years ago you know and this is uh, we haven't even necessarily talked about this but i'm going to bring it up because it kind of pertains i mean so a few years ago i came out to my family as bisexual and as polyamorous and I studied, so here's what happens with me. I, I research things, you know, yeah. ad nauseum. Um, <laughs> but what it, it made so much sense to me when I really began to study and understand it about how my heart works. I have a huge heart. And I found that, like, when you come into my life, I mean, unless you really, really did me wrong, like, you could be gone or have come in and be whoever. I love people. Like, yeah. I still, you know, I love everybody. Um, and I don't just say that of this like, um, oh, this kind of like whatever. It, no, love, no, no, no. Yeah. I love people. Uh, you know, my heart hurts. My eyes leak, you know. So in my life, uh, and I had some really, I had some really difficult relationships. I mean, I ended up in a domestic violence women's shelter early on in my life. Um, I did things within some of my marriages that were, you know, I had affairs. I mean, there was just some that went down that yeah. wasn't happy. There was a lot of hurt. This mm-hmm. isn't any Pollyanna version of how things ended. But what I was committed to was the kids and finding a way for things to end gracefully. And what's also really important to me, which is in the work that I do with people too, is that I, I'm pretty brutally honest. But I try really, really hard to as I'm having to share some really difficult information with people about themselves is to do so in a way that maintains their dignity and that is so important to me and so I've lived that with my exes so I have three ex-husbands um one of them I remarried a couple of times because <laughs> we just kept trying to make it work yeah um and then we finally were like you know what I think we're just better off as friends but um so and they've had so my first ex actually married two other people after me he's now I think married a fourth time but I'm still friends with both of those women and I mean part of that is because they 
helped raise my kids. I mean, they were the stepmom to my kids. And so because I come from a place of abundance, I'm like, I don't, I'm not in competition energy with people. And so I'm like, these are women that my children love who have raised them. Like, I'm going to honor them. I'm going to create space in my heart for them. And because it honors my kids when I do that. Yeah. And it honors them and the relationship that they have with my kids. And it only builds, you know, it builds community. It builds this sense of we're in this together. And we, you know, we, maybe we had difficulties ourselves, but we kept that outside or, you know, addressed that. And I addressed that in the ways that I could. But I just didn't take things personally. And I just thought the greater good of the benefit to the kids and what I feel in my heart is bigger and more important than anything that I might disagree with or not like or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And so over the years, that's how it's been. And I've created these relationships with people so that we had a space this last weekend where I had a son that was graduating from, you know, an awesome university with an engineering degree and we all got together. So it was like, I think I said on my post is like my first husband's second ex-wife, my second husband and ex-husband and his wife and family. And then my third ex-husband flew into town, you know, to be with the kids and be with everybody. And it was incredible, you know, and they were all, they were together. There's no animosity. I mean, you know, one of them was a little bit nervous um, until, because he hadn't seen, you know, the other ex-husband in 20 years or whatever. But it was just like, it totally flowed and it was okay. And, you know, and I just really live from a place of, it doesn't matter what comes up, like, let's just deal with it. You know, and yeah, I might get pissed off and I might be upset, but I'm I'll get I'll get glad in the same pants I get mad in. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I say, you know. Um, and so for me, you know, I just was in I literally like my ecstasy yesterday of just my heart being so full and and watching the kids be able to have all of these relationships you know, with people that there's no, you know, the, the, my second ex helped raise like the couple first three kids, but he still loves and cares about all the rest of them that have come along the way because they're siblings, you know, to our mutual child and all the fun and, and stories that he's heard about. And so they, you know, all the kids got together and we're up until like three o'clock in the morning playing board games and included the other kids from the other relationships. And, Hmm. you know, and I'm like, come on, you know, who wouldn't want more people to love and to be loved? And I mean, it's just a no brainer to me. But I know I know that it's challenging for a lot of people. But the you know, we're talking about me, this is who I am. And this is what I live. And so, you know, for everything else that I just suck at, you know, I do that part really well. And it doesn't mean like my kids aren't perfect. They have really, you know, they've had every single one of them has had different struggles, major struggles with different things, Um, you know, but they know like we're there for each other. Um, A lot of times struggling with struggles. I mean, that's sometimes where your gifts come from and your Mm -hmm. purpose and your and and why you're here, your true Mm -hmm. calling. A lot of times it's in that you just have to dig you know, and, and, and be okay with it and embrace it, like you said. Yeah. And use it. And yeah. Use it. I mean, see the, the potential to use your hot mess because we all have a hot mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at different levels, different ways, different things going on in our lives. We all have stuff. Yeah. And it's it's people either become victim to it and say, well, poor me and this happened to me. 
Or they take it and they go, oh, I'm going to light a fire with this mm-hmm. and I'm going to go impact the world because I know there are other people out there with similar stories. And I mean, yeah. the, the post that you made yesterday was just like the attention that that got. It, yeah. it was such a great example of leading by example, like going first, like leaders mm-hmm. go first. Mm-hmm. Right. And like when you put something out there like that, you empower other people to stand in their yeah (laughs) you know and and be okay with it and they go wow if this lady can do that Mm. she has a business she has a cool named business and she's (laughs) a therapist and she's got all these other things going on and she's got this story Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. i can do this yeah you know and i think that's the biggest message that i got out of it was like how people can take what you said and allow that to give them that that freedom to be vulnerable Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. You know, and just that's inspiring too. It's obviously it's inspirational. I mean, Absolutely, you know that's the thing. A lot of people are stuck or immobilized, and they don't know how to get out. And mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. somehow find a way to be inspired. And looking for stuff like that—that that, mm-hmm. your real post. people, yeah, real yeah. people who real, are right. <laughs> maybe in a worse position than you, but they've managed to rally and mm-hmm. and, and make the best mm-hmm. of it. You know, that's that's what it's all about. Well, and I love the I love the the dynamic between like being a therapist and like being so open and vulnerable about your hot mess Mm. because I think most people would say of a therapist or someone who is in self-help or whatever that they must they must have it all together because how are they going to help other people but it's the exact opposite the the experience is what gives you the practical components Mm. to put things into action right because you've been there right and you've gone through it and so that helps that's your education well and I like so one of my coaches this last year too said some things that were really amazing. He talked about something called sacred gifts. And one of the things he talked about is that there are people who have the sacred gift of, uh, who have the ability to clearly, clearly see what is going on with other people, regardless of the that's going on in their own life. And I'm like, I am one of those people. And it it completely reframed the the fact that, because I had made myself wrong all of these years for not having this stuff figured out. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's totally okay. And it just created this different frame of reference that this is actually a gift and it's actually okay. Um, because, you know, it's like that idea, right? That the, you know, the hairdresser is the one you know, with the kids <laughs> with, the, with the messy hair, right? And the yeah. cops or the pastors are the ones with the kids that are getting in trouble. And, you know, and of course, like I'm the one, right? With all these <laughs> failed marriages and relationships and I'm the marriage and family therapist. Um, and, you know, was made fun of on national television, <laughs> you know, for that very thing. And that was part of my shame. They made fun what, of you on, for being a therapist? and Yeah, really? on the show, yeah. Wow. Yeah, which is part of what was just so hurtful and really yeah. embedded that, because we all have a deep, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a wound, but a deep, deep, deep need to know, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be accepted and appreciated loved and it's just this core thing that you always are wondering like am i good enough you know and so it just hit that that for me and all the places where in in the rest of my life right like we all have a a history Uh, we all have you know our our parents have all given us a reason to be in therapy when we're 35 (laughs) (laughs) that's okay that was their job you know and it's it's even embracing that you know and i it's fun because I'm going to be having this dialogue, too, with my mom about like, hey, I'm coming out in a big way. And some of that is going to mean like I'm going to talk about, you know, some of the you know parts of life that were not so nice. But, you know, I'm trying to do so in a way that is also honoring and in a way, too, that says, hey, it's OK. 
Like you, you didn't, you didn't have to be perfect. Like she had all of her own and I wouldn't have traded my for hers. Hell no, I wouldn't have, you know? So just being able to connect with people though. And, and yeah, and, and it comes back to like looking at, Mm -hmm. and I think too, like really being transparent with yourself, even when you're not necessarily being transparent with others yet, like, let's just be honest with ourselves. You know, where are we at? Because people struggle with that. Yeah. You know? In working with people, and um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty passionate. I'm, I'm about as passionate about what I do as, as what you do, mm-hmm. as you are with what you do. Mm-hmm. So with so much passion and desire to help other people and experience that's taught you how to do it, how do you work with people who you may want it, they may want it or change or whatever, but you want it more than them? How do you work with people in that situation and not get frustrated and burned out? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, as yeah, a therapist, a what do you do? So like one of the fundamental um, things that I talk about. So there's there's a if you imagine like. Mm, so I, I speak a lot in terms of energy. So if you imagine the energy between two parties, right, it, with regarding the goal that they want. OK. And so that goal represents 100 percent energy. And when you come into it. And you're the helper, right? A lot of times helpers come to that from a place of they're going to give 75% to that goal and the person, it, so, so the other person's going to give what's left, mm-hmm. okay? Mm. So if you think about that from an energetic standpoint and there's only 100%, okay, if you continue to give 75%, the other person can only give 25%. 25%. So you have to learn as the helper how to step back. So what I use is the the analogy of like um, a tight, uh, not a tight rope. Uh, what's it? Like a tug of war? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if the tug of war mm-hmm. is, you know, if the rope is the goal, right? If you're both pulling equally, you stay kind of in that same Balance. spot, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what happens when you let go? The other person falls back. Right. So energetically, when you're looking at that, if I back off my responsibility, okay, quantum physics talks to us about the gap has to be filled in by something. They are going to naturally feel a a pull. They're going to feel the emptiness of it. It's missing. It's not there. And you pull. They're going to feel you pull the energy back. And that. And when Mm -hmm. I talk about doing that, it's about responsibility. I use this all the time with parenting is that if you want your kid to complete their homework more than and you care about their grades more than you do, you give no room for them to care. So how Mm. about you back off and care about 50% as much and leave them if they're only caring about 10%. Mm -hmm. That 40% is got to be made up because something will fill in that gap. Mm -hmm. So then what'll happen sometimes is if the kid doesn't do it, a sibling will try to step in or the other parent will step in to fill up that little gap. Mm -hmm. And so you have to create a space where it's just, you know, you and that kid, right? And what's the gap that's going on? And so then you begin, and especially if it's an important issue, Mm -hmm. for instance, if somebody's come to you about their health and their wellness and all of those things, then you you back up. Like they Mm -hmm. have to show. Right. You know, and you, it doesn't mean that you're not showing up or, or giving, giving, giving. Well, you're meeting people where they're at. Yes. In effect is what you're doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I just always live by the motto, like, I'm not going to work harder for this than you do. I, I'm just not, you know. And well, if, that's how you burn out. Well, right. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> exactly. I can, I can speak from experience on that for sure. But, yeah. um, 
you know, so you just give and and just and just making it okay mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? It looks like you thought you were ready, and maybe you're not totally cool. And like, it, it that's is all right. it is what it is. Yeah, because that's where they're at. Right. And that's yeah. and it's, it's right. Yeah. They're supposed to be where they're at, and it's all good. Really. Yeah. And but what happens sometimes is then we start to notice like is our motivation for that client because we need the money? Right. Is it because mm-hmm. we need them mm-hmm. for testimonial? Because we have needs that that client is meeting. Sure. You know, a lot of times we don't look at that mm-hmm. um, as to what needs we're getting met yeah. by having that client, you know, exist mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. they're not really in the space that they're ready. Right. Um, they and, may say they're ready. But, yeah. But their behaviors and habits right. don't. Right. And that's what I always like. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to look at they what their behavior do. is. Yeah. Right. And, and we talk about that. Like I hear you saying this, oh, but so I good. see you doing this <laughs> so and there's a, you know, yeah. it's not congruent. Yep. So tell me about you know, tell me more about that. And maybe this is just, isn't right for you. Wow. So. We were just talking about this in just in the coaching we do about like being able to really identify where someone is. And, mm-hmm. and, and even if they say, Hey, I'm a 10, like I'm in like, oh, let's do this. But their behavior is showing it, otherwise then, you know, that whole analogy you just gave was so good. I mean, we could totally, yeah. totally use that mm-hmm. in, in what we do, you well, know, just visually that's makes so much sense. Yeah. And t- I mean, too, you think about like pe- sometimes people are that or it's we talk about it in motivational interviewing because that's a technique that's used with people who struggle with substance abuse, too. Um, so it's just very impactful. But you, you really start to look at where are they at in that motivation to change cycle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so sometimes they are and they're willing to put down their money. And you just have to you, part of it, too, you have to let go of the outcome of. I want this person to get results because then I look good too as a coach yeah. mm-hmm. and just be like, okay, they were willing to, they were willing to pay. They didn't follow through, you know, because we get attached to, to the results that, because we are like, I'm results oriented and yeah. I'm successful at doing this. And then, and they said they're ready and they're not there. So, you know, um, so being able to let go of that too and just be like, okay, you know, maybe next time around yeah. or, and the only place I, you know, take, start to take issue is that with that is also when I get blamed for you know what you know them claiming that i didn't get the results that i wanted to because you didn't you know you weren't a great coach or weren't a great therapist and it's like no let's actually take a look at the facts and you know break that down and i do that you know in a nice way but but um but yeah Mm -hmm. and that's it's very common that people or they resist it's like you you are paying me to do this like (laughs) why are you (laughs) arguing with me about you know what help with like okay cool do it your way i mean Mm -hmm. you know how is that working for you yeah yeah so okay i want to talk about um this whole thing and we you alluded to it early on in the conversation about really taking responsibility but also you know we had this conversation about aligning your chakras and like going to yoga and getting all zen out and like and like you know we we hear that right you need to implement that in your life and just be able to be be mindful and and you know meditation and all this stuff that kind of brings us back to who we are but then the carryover to real life there's a disconnect Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. most people and you've really been able to do that in your own life so can you talk about that a little bit like i just love that whole idea of almost it's like walking the talk right in a sense yeah yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that was the one thing, you know, when I when I go back and I look at again that 15 years and all the shame that I had and and in part of my journey when I was like, okay, you know, what is it that I'm a badass at if I, you know, pretty much fucked up all these other things and so it was my relationships with people and it was that. It was about really implementing 
And I think that, you know, what I see is what we call, you know, self-help junkies. Oh, man. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, you can go to any bookstore, too. And I mean, it is ridiculous the amount of books that are out there. And not to say someone shouldn't write their story and write, you know, write those things. But my point is, if you're not living it, like, what is the point? And so I, you know, kind of have joked. I'm like, yeah, you go to yoga class to get your chakras aligned. But, you know, (laughs) are your chakras aligned in the boardroom and in the bedroom, you know, in the kitchen when you're doing dishes? Like, where are you putting that into practice? Um, and I think that that to me is the most important part of anything. And I kind of challenge people about that because I'm like, I don't care what Tony Robbins seminar you've been to yeah. or, well, you know, whatever. People want to look outside of themselves yeah. for the solution. And that whether that's a, a, a self-help book or something else, they don't want to go inside and look within where the answer is mm-hmm. they want to get mm-hmm. it and they want to at least entertain themselves for the moment with right. this book and right. when that book's over there's another book yeah and so they move on or to the next book but they haven't integrated anything they learn right. from any book into their life yeah and that's where that's where becomes it, an addiction to self-help serial like, right. self-help so yeah. <laughs> right yeah, yeah you're just yeah. addicted to the thrill of like i just learned something new i'm fired up yeah mm-hmm. and then back to real life I'm a hot mess. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, and I think that, you know, because I, I look at all things energetic wise. So like when you go to a retreat or you go to a, an event or a seminar or whatever, there's an energy, there's an energy field mm-hmm. and people get really drawn to those things. And books, I mean, books have energy fields. And so you get drawn to the feeling that you feel when you're there and in that field and then you people aren't really good honestly about how to go home and implement it and it's also why the coaching industry is booming because what actually creates change in people's lives is accountability and support in a long-term process that's Mm -hmm. what creates change but people want a silver bullet they want a pill to fix it they want the book and then they go well this didn't work this didn't work i'm still dealing well you haven't sat down and dealt with yourself Mm -hmm. that's why it's not working yeah because Mm -hmm. you're not really committed to the internal journey to explore why you do what you do and do the work that it takes to look at that and then really get some help and support where you need it you know, which is what coaches are for in your vision of, you know, where is it that you want to go? And sometimes you might not know yet and that's okay. You just know that things are, you're really miserable. Mm -hmm. You're burnt out. You know, you don't have the energy that you used to and, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Um, I was talking with someone yesterday about, you know, I feel like I really have this passion for moms who feel lost and this awareness that, because the person I was talking to was like, because I was like, yeah, moms are feeling really overwhelmed. And she's like, well, what are, you know, they're overwhelmed because what, they're just, they're not as successful at work and they're not meeting the needs of their kids. And I'm like, no, they're actually kicking ass at work. They're mm-hmm. making cookies for the PTO and they're, you know, doing all of this stuff and they've missed out on themselves. They're not filling their own cup. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, we all know it, but nobody's doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's enough like stop we have to stop the insanity because i have friend after friend after friend who is in so much pain and hurting internally and they're feeling depressed and anxious and they're beginning to just kind of like disconnect and implode and feel like they're losing their sanity and i'm like 
what is going on? Like you have to stop. We joke about right that on the airplane, they tell you put on the, the mask yourself. You will literally be unconscious. You cannot yeah. help your baby or anybody <laughs> yeah. if you do not have oxygen. Right. And we are at this place. So it's like, I just have to go, how bad does it have to get? You know, and I looked at myself. I mean, it had to get pretty rough. Two years ago was when I really made that shift to say something has to give. I'm doing something different. I'm not willing to, you know, do what I've been doing with this amount of work. And I, you know, I went to drastic extremes. You know, I kind of joke I was pretty much willing to suck (laughs) as opposed to work in the 90 hours a week that I was working. I mean, I became an an escort in the sex industry. I mean. That was the the extreme level that I was willing to go to. Sure. And I, I learned a lot. I have no regrets. Um, stepped out of that industry so that I could step more into, you know, my authenticity with that. But I was desperate and I was willing to do anything. And I think that we have a lot of people who, you know, they're not going to be that drastic, right? Sure. Um, but they need... You know, they need something to really that wake up call to say, you've got to start taking care of yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people, they wait for a health crisis they wait for something yeah. to happen. or, yeah. you know, a death of the family, you know, something. And it's yeah. like, no, you don't have to wait that long. Yeah. You know, or that, you know, something terrible to happen or something that you can't recover from in your health. I think it's overwhelming too when you go, especially going back to what we we're talking about events and going to these live events and going to seminars and the self help stuff. It almost kind of shines a light on all your stuff that where you're like, I am so messed up. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. And it's overwhelming. I mean, I've come home from seminars feeling that way where I'm like, information overload. Yeah. Like, I don't even know, like, which of the 20 pages that I wrote do I, <laughs> like, where do I even start? Yeah. And I think that's something that a coach like you can do is like, like, just be the best tour guide around right. like, yeah. hey, this is what's going on, but let's like really hone in on what's right. going to, where, where you can start so that you can actually make progress instead of being so overwhelmed that you do nothing. Yeah. And then you're paralyzed. Right? Yeah. And, and I just, agree. It's what, and that's what people who are in crisis do. Like when you have an emergency situation, if you're taught like in CPR, they will say, you know, look at a person, say you, you know, or call them by name or whatever, dial 911. Like you have to have that, like somebody outside of you sometimes has to go, okay, where do you start? And yeah. a little bit of direction um, because you're so, you know, yeah in your swirliness right and that's and that's part of it like that's it's totally okay um yeah. which is why i do what i do is to give some kind of a framework to go let's break it down and let's just start right here and honestly most of the time that starts with putting your feet on the ground and let's just breathe for a moment mm-hmm. and let's just be present and be in this moment of i don't even know where to begin yeah because then people you know they scramble i gotta know something or they or they just keep going and keep running away, you know, from dealing with those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's almost just like a breath of fresh air to hear someone say, "Let's just start easy. Mm-hmm. Like let's just not get into the whole big mess and and right. chunk it out, you know." And okay, so yeah. we're coming up on kind of the end of the show, but I want to ask you um, outside of the work you do. I mean, obviously, you have incredible passion for your family and just what you're creating with your family and the work you do. But outside of that, what lights you up as a person, just as Stacy, like, you know, the woman, what lights you up? (laughs) I knew that question was coming. And I'm like, I mean, you're you're seeing me be in this space of I'm beginning to really dream for the first time again. You know, because mm-hmm. everything in my life has been filtered through family and kids. Mm-hmm. 
and and how do I make a living right so that everybody has food on the table every day every day the kids want to eat every day so you, like, really? re- <laughs> you were stuck in reality you were stuck yeah. in your reality yeah. and had no vision right and so what I've really become aware of for myself whether this is in my work this is in my relationships it's it, it's in whatever it is okay I have a vision for creating a more conscious world mm. And I say that from the place of like, it's for me, it's not woo woo. It's not like, oh, it's just this vision of, oh, the world is going to be, you know, sing, hold hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> I'm talking about, I want to cre- create in myself, because it starts here. I literally have that, you know, tattooed on my arm, be the change. Um, I want to create so much consciousness and awareness and Zen and peace and all the trendy words, whatever you want to call it within myself that my way of being is my service to the world. Mm -hmm. So that is what every day, day in and day out, when I, so I do artwork and I do, you know, I want to be able to travel at some point. I want to, you know, be surrounded by my grandkids and I want to create this impact of, and really, honestly, it's, to me, that's part of like a revolution, like making this different. Yeah. Um, And so, all day, every day, I'm looking at how do I make myself more congruent, more peaceful inside? What do I need to look at? How am I more conscious? How can I bring into my body, my soul, my highest excellence in my way of being? Mm -hmm. Because that is how I serve the world. Yeah. Regardless of my business or whatever. That's awesome. God, so, I feel like we could have like a whole nother, <laughs> another, <laughs> another hour, hour yeah. of just chatting. I mean, that's what our conversations have been yeah. um, so far. So, okay. How can people find you? What's the best way to find you? Well, really right now, I'm literally in that transition. So hotmesstohellyes.com is my website i have links to my social profiles on there they are created i'm literally just starting creating content and posting pictures so some of that is empty but hot mess to hell yes.com that's the best way it will evolve and you know you'll be able to find me on facebook and twitter and instagram sweet awesome Awesome. okay well thank you so much for for joining us thank you guys um, thank you to all the listeners for for tuning in we'll see you guys next time